Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. Welcome to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, back to our LISC series and our discussion of LISC. A little later, we'll be talking to former homicide detective Peter Fiorello and and we'll get his take on what happened recently with uh, with Spoda and McPartland. Uh, the you know obviously they've been sentenced to to five years. What wasn't known was where both of the men were going to end up. And Tom Spoda, former DA of Suffolk County, is ending up uh, going to Danbury, Connecticut. We'll find out uh, from Fiorella what his his take is on that. Uh, to me, it's it, it's great. Uh, his lovely wife, and I mean that sincerely, uh, Mary Ellen Spoda, uh, will you know be visiting him often. She's from Mount Sinai, and uh, and you know you couldn't get any closer to to the ferry. Uh, you know, unless you were in Port Jefferson itself, and Dan Barry's about 20, uh, 20 minutes outside of the the other side of that, and uh, you know, look, uh, it's uh, it's a good draw of the cards from uh, for eighty year old Spoda. I mean, if you can call it that, it's uh, it's the best uh, case scenario for a a federal um, housing. Uh, that uh, that he's doing in in the uh, in the federal prison system. McPartland is is the opposite. He's ended up in Texas, and that uh, that's a punishment for uh, for Chris McPartland, the the chief aide to Spoda. McPartland, by the way, is is a strange character in uh, in in so many senses, and one. Uh, for for example, was during the Spoda campaign of 2001, the campaign where he defeated a, a sitting DA in Jim Catterson, McPartland was a hated member of Catterson's team. And, he, and when I say he was hated, he was hated by people that were close to Spoda at the time. For example, the Democratic leader Rich Schaefer was uh, was tortured by you know he and his his friends were uh, were terribly tortured by Chris McPartland when he was with with Jim Cattison and just total uh, corruption on McPartland's part and and what he did uh, was was he used that office to to go after political enemies and it was one of the reasons people lined up behind Spoda was to get rid of of uh, Jim Catterson and you know there's an old expression and and again I'm not saying you know I was on Spoda's side uh, for uh, for for many years prior to uh, to to some other happenings that uh, that happened uh, you know about seven years ago and that's a whole other story but I'll get into that some other time but the the hiring or the or the retention of Chris McPartland by Spoda was shocking because people that were very close to Spoda, uh, one being Eddie Morris, who was the, the former undersheriff under Sheriff Mahoney, was tortured as Schaefer was by Chris McPartland. And both of these men uh, 
Eddie Morris was very close to Tom Spoda. Spoda was his personal attorney when he was being prosecuted by Catterson. And, and and of course, Portland was the the bane of uh, of both Mahoney, uh, former Sheriff Mahoney, and under Sheriff Morris for good reason. Uh, in McPartland was brutal. He was ruthless, and uh, he was uh, you know he certainly wasn't playing by the rules by any stretch of the imagination. It was amazing when Tom Spoda said in either at the end of 2001 or at the beginning of 2002, that he's going to keep Chris McPartland on. And everyone was up in arms. And, you know, I didn't have, uh, you know, one thing um, to do with uh, with Chris McPartland. I, you know, I didn't know him. I, I knew he was the, the devil to these other guys. And they were, they were furious. I mean, uh, Schaefer was furious and... Um, and, and Eddie Morris was furious because of how Chris McPartland behaved. Spoda kept him on. And when asked, Tom Spoda said he's the only one who knows how to do the wiretaps, which I, I, I don't know anything about wiretaps. I don't know anything about uh, about prosecution when it really comes down to it, the in, ins and the outs of it. Uh, but one thing. I know for sure is that Chris McPartland's not the only person who knows how to do wiretaps. It was a ridiculous statement by by Tom Spoda. Then uh, the question is, and, and again, I've asked this question uh, about many things. Uh, Steve Ballone, you know, of course, uh, being being my main focus uh, because he and and the guy that he appointed to be police chief, Jimmy Burke, Steve Ballone appointed Jimmy Burke police chief. And never fired him after he beat up Chris Loeb while in handcuffs. We asked the question, why? Right? If you can ask only question, and this is how we started out our latest series, this series, our second series on Lisk. I said in the first episode of this second series, if you get to ask one question, only one question, ask the question, Why? Not what, you'll figure out what if you answer why. You'll figure out who if you answer why. You'll figure out everything if you answer the question why. So why did Chris McPartland get retained in his office, in the, in the DA's office when Spoda took over, if Spoda hated McPartland? I, he hated him. I mean, he he hated him. He was uh, and and people close to Tom Spoda hated Chris McFarland. Why did he keep him on? Spoda could put anybody he wanted in there. Uh, don't tell me that he's. I mean, it was ridiculous at the time. Don't tell me Chris McPartland was the only one who could do wiretaps. I don't know anything about wiretaps in 2001 wiretaps for sure. Maybe they're complicated. I'm sure they are complicated. How the hell is Chris McPartland the only person that could do the wiretaps? You know, you, DA, you're coming in, and, and I know Tierney now coming in uh, as DA has 400 employees. Uh, Cine, currently, you know, as, as the outgoing DA, has 400 employees. That's a tremendous budget that is is given to that office, and for good reason. It should be taken seriously. How the hell is Chris McPartland the only guy that can do wiretaps? 
New York City, nobody there. I mean, you couldn't hire somebody. Why did Spoda have him on? And the only thing I could think of is that McPartland had things on Tom Spoda. I thought it at the time. I didn't say it. I was on Spoda's side. No question. You know, no one ever denied. I never denied that. When Spoda was running against Catterson, I was, you know, I was instrumental. I wanted Catterson to lose. I mean, Catterson, if Catterson won, he would have went after me for, for jaywalking. He was already going after me on on silly crap. I mean, ridiculous things that uh, that he had nothing civil cases that I was in the middle of as chair of the Independence Party uh, that were being looked at in Supreme Court on the civil end. We, you know, we were suing and we were being sued for the leadership of the party and, and Jim Catterson got involved. So it, it, clearly we were on, on the side of Spoda to come in because Catterson, the late Jim Catterson, I'll be careful, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's passed away and we don't want to smash somebody who's passed away but in my mind and and in so many different people's mind Cadison had to go at that point the same way you know people years later now said Spoda had to go Tim Sinney had to go at that time the mantra from everyone including me was that Cadison had to go he had to go question is why did McPartland stay on, right? McPartland, who must have pissed off the feds beyond belief for them to send him to Texas. He's from Long Island. He's from, like, Northport. I think he is from Northport, Chris McPartland. I, they sent him to Texas. I mean, they couldn't even send him to California. I mean, if you're going to go to Texas, you might as well be in California. You could do things in California. I don't know where in Texas he sent. I don't have it in front of me. I should. But how much worse a draw can you get than Texas? He pissed off the feds, right? That's not, that's not a common thing. Let's send some guy from Northport to federal prison in Texas. You're kidding me. He'd rather go to hell than go to Texas, right? Chris McPartland's going to Texas. Spoda's going to Danbury, Connecticut. You know, and look, maybe it's a moot point when you look at it and say, hey, they're doing five years in federal prison, both. So where the hell does it matter? Why does it matter where they're going? It matters because people are visiting them. Spoda's got a very good drawer. When it comes to, and, and trust me, you know, anybody who's pro-Spoda uh, is, uh, is saying, what are you kidding me? He's going to prison. Don't say he's got a positive draw. 80 years old, he's going to prison. Yeah, he, but he, he's or, it's already been established that he's going to prison for five years. The only thing that was undecided was where he's going. He's going to Danbury, Connecticut. It's a good draw. It's a good draw for him. McPartland is going to Texas. That is, hey, McPartland, screw you. We hate your guts. You're going to Texas. Think about it. So, I mean, his family, I don't, I, I don't know anything about Chris McPartland's family. They want to visit him. They're going to Texas to visit him. It's, I mean, they're isolating. 
McPartlett, not isolating him by sending him to Texas. The bigger question is, and, and we're going way back, why the hell did Spoda keep Chris McPartland on? Why did Steve Ballone put Jimmy Burke in as police of all people? Jimmy Burke. He had an internal affairs report. It's 2,000 pages long. 2,000 pages long. And Ballone kept him on. He didn't keep him on. He put him in there. He wasn't, Burke wasn't police chief. He was working for Spoda. Spoda wanted him in the DA's office where he can keep an eye on him. Spoda thought Burke would get in trouble and get everybody in trouble if he was police chief. He did not want it to happen. And guess what? Spoda was right. Spoda's going to prison right now because of Jimmy Burke. McPartland's going to Texas federal prison because of Jimmy Burke, covering up Jimmy Burke. You can make an argument that the reason these guys are going to federal prison is because Steve Ballone appointed Jimmy Burke. If Jimmy Burke wasn't appointed police chief, there's no way. There's no way these guys are covering up. He wouldn't be there. He would, you know, the the Christopher Loeb thing, if it happened at all, would have would have taken a whole different flow. So why do these things happen? I, I don't believe there's any accidents. Oh, it just kind of happened. He, he kept McPartland on because he knows how to do wiretaps. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. I knew it then. I didn't question it too much. We were just happy that Spoda got in there over Cattison. I'm just being honest with you. And I didn't have anything against McPartland. I, I didn't like Catterson because Catterson was coming after me on ridiculous things. And and when I say coming after me, I had, you know, one of his detectives called me. A guy named Thornton called me up and wanted to ask me uh, about something, wanted me to come in. And this was right as I was taking over with, you know, a group of people the Independence Party, and Jim Catterson was on the guy that we were taking out. It was on his side, and it was being decided in Supreme Court. And this guy, Detective Thornton, called up and said, Mr. McKay, hi, Detective Thornton from uh, the district attorney's office. Uh, I'd like you to come in and talk to you about some things. And I said, uh, talk to me about what? He says, well, I'll talk to you about some things. And he was, you know, being, you know, evasive. And I said, what do you want to talk to me about? And of course, you know, the, the line is always, well, you know, talk to my lawyer. I talk to when he told me what it was, it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. It had to do with, with something I notarized. And it was some guy that was in... A guy was Phil Goldstein, who was a, you know, he, he he passed away, but he was a real character. I notarized some paperwork that Phil Goldstein um, filed. By the way, as a notary, do you know, and I'm still a notary public, do you, do you know what you're notarizing? You're, you're, you're giving authorization that it's the guy's signature, that you know it's the guy's signature. And, and I, I said to Thornton, 
I said, uh, I said, you're talking about the Goldstein notarization? I said, oh, that's absolutely ridiculous. I said, he said, oh, come in. You sound like an honest guy. You could bring a criminal attorney. So I said to him, and without blinking an eye, I, I said, I said, Detective Thornton, can you go back to Jim Catterson? I know. I said to D.A. Catterson and say to him with the greatest respect, ask him for me if he doesn't think it's more appropriate for Judge D'Amelio, Supreme Court Justice, Justice D'Amelio, to decide this civil case without interference from the office. And when you ask him that question, I'm going to call up my former business partner who is high up in the FBI. And I'm going to ask him that same question. And I don't know what he's going to respond, but I'm going to call the FBI my dear friend, and I'm going to ask if this is an appropriate request from Mr. Catterson. Again, I'm saying this with the greatest deal of respect to you, Detective Thornton, and to D.A. Catterson, but ask him that question, and then call me back and ask me what my, my my former business partner. You know, guy was a big deal in the FBI at the time. And, and again, we're certainly not going to do me any favors. But the Cadison administration was battling with the FBI. So Detective Thornton got very meek. And he said, well, I just... Uh, I just thought you can come. I said, no, Detective Thornton, with the greatest respect to you and your work and to D.A. Catterson, ask him that question. Isn't it more appropriate to ask the question of Justice Jerry D'Amelio and let him decide this? I said, it's in Supreme Court. It's not in People's Court. It's not in some kangaroo court. It's in Supreme Court. Why don't we just let Justice D'Amelio decide this civil case? I said, a notary public? Witnesses signatures. I, under no circumstances am I intimidated by this. Please ask with the greatest respect, ask T.A. Cadison if it's appropriate. And I'm going to ask my friend from the FBI. I I never heard back from him. I think he ended off by saying, well, I, I just, you know, thought maybe you'd come in and he got real meek. And, and by the way, I mean, to me, that's the, that's the response back. I mean, if somebody calls you up inappropriately from, you know, from a prosecutor's office and you know he's doing something political. Like, I mean, that was blatantly political. Anyway, Lisk is where it is and where it's been. Because we've had two DAs in a row. Tim Sinney, Sinocchio, the other puppet who lied, Steve Ballone's puppet, did nothing on Lisk. Tom Spoda, who 
Jimmy Burke was instrumental in running that office. Did nothing on Lisk. They did nothing. We have a new DA. We have new blood coming in in Ray Tierney. And we're all very excited about what's going to happen in Lisk. When we come back, more about uh, Spoda and McPartland. We're going to get it from former homicide detective Peter Fiorello. And how all of this ties into Lisk is, uh, you know, to me is pretty is is pretty easy. Uh, it's it's Burke and and Ballone, the two guys who covered it up, um, because of those two folks. The DA has been sentenced to five years in federal prison. Former DA Tom Spoda. McPartland, Chris McPartland, his former right hand, five years. He's going to Texas. Ballone has not been prosecuted at this point by anyone federally or locally. But we all know, and if you've been listening to the show, that Ballone has covered up a serial killing Steve Ballone. Saw him the other day. I was at the airport doing a show, and we saw him. Boy, did he run. Steve Ballone, come on this show. Come on this show and tell us why you covered up Lisk, why you and Jimmy Burke kicked the FBI out and covered up Lisk. And you can couch it as anything. You can talk about Spoda. You can talk about McPartland. You can talk about anything you want. But you got to answer that question. Why did you put Jimmy Burke in? Why did you get the FBI out? Why did you cover up Lisk? Why did you have your puppet, Sinocchio, Tim Sinney, cover up Lisk? Steve Ballone. Frank McKay signing off just for now. But after this, we'll be back with more from our Lisk series. We'll be back right after this. 